Welcome to the Corporate Coven Podcast, a show where we will co-create the future of work in the age of Aquarius, using contemplative career practices and holistic human resources. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch From Work. Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. This is, I think, my 20th episode that I'm releasing, and it's crazy to look back to recording my first episode and all of the things that I've learned and things that I've changed since then. It's just kind of a fun milestone. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Libra at work. During Virgo season, I did the Virgo at work episode. And now that it's Libra season, we'll discuss Libra. And I'm having a lot of fun with this. So this will likely be a series. And every time that we see the sun shift into a new zodiac sign, I'll release another episode discussing the energy of that sign in the workplace. Now, I do want to be clear. This is not if you have a Libra midheaven. This is not if you are a Libra sun. This is merely how to identify Libra energy, regardless of where you have it in your chart or how it manifests for you individually. Here are just some signposts, some signals, some things that you might hear or events that you might witness that will make you think, hmm, that's Libra. Now, there's a few things that are actually really important and valuable to note about Libra as a zodiac sign before we necessarily start discussing the archetypes and how to identify Libra energy or Libra behavior. Firstly, Libra is the only zodiac sign of the 12 that is represented by an inanimate object. So all of the other zodiac signs, it's a person or an animal or mythological creature. And Libra as represented by the scales, is the only one that does not have like sentience to it, if you will. There's no like life with Libra. And as I was kind of preparing for this episode and I was reviewing some of my books and reading up a little bit on the zodiac sign, one thing that really stood out to me when reading about Libra and the fact that it's the only zodiac sign represented by an inanimate object is that it's the least instinctual. You could interpret that as, you know, we have the, we have different parts of our brain, right? And there's like the reptilian part of our brain that does things on instinct. It's where we act on impulse. This is where when we are in danger, our body reacts without us having to be conscious of taking that action. And then there's a part of our mind that is more like higher mind thinking where we are able to, you know, use our prefrontal cortex and we can, Um, control our impulses. This is something that toddlers don't yet have developed. Um, Other parents that I'm close to, we joke that children at a certain age just have no survival instincts. Um, they, They can't control their impulses and they just kind of like go without thinking. And so with Libra being an inanimate object, it's almost like it's the sign that is least connected to that reptilian part of the brain. That acts less on instinct. And Libra as an air sign 
is actually quite intellectual. If you've listened to my other podcast episodes or if you've booked the strengths in the natal chart reading with me, then you know that I correlate the air element and the air signs to the strategic thinking leadership domain from the Clifton Strengths Finder that comes from Gallup. It is very intellectual, it's thinking, and it's it's able to stay in that state of consciousness where you can control impulse, where you are not operating just on instinct and more of this animalistic type behavior. This is a sign that is not necessarily driven by passion, that is um, driven to pursue to the point where maybe, you know, it can be harmful or damaging, like they actually uh, really think about things before they take action. And we think about all of the air signs as being signs that are relational. They naturally want to communicate, to connect, to share. That's what our words do for us. That's what language does, is that it makes it easier to express ourselves and to understand others as they express to us. And therefore, we can connect And so even though Libra is usually the one that gets bookmarked as the partnership sign, all of the air signs are actually about relationship in some way. This is where it's difficult for folks that are really early in their astrological practice to differentiate between what is Libra and what is the seventh house. You could say that in the natural chart, meaning that, you know, Aries is in the first Um, Taurus is in the second. It's the natural chart or the natural wheel. Libra falls into the house of partnership. Libra falls into the seventh house. And you could say that Libra might even be at home there because the things that Libra might be concerned with have a an easy relationship or an easy flow into the seventh house. But it is important to differentiate. Libra isn't just about partnership for the sake of partnership. Libra isn't necessarily um, love-struck and codependent and uh, needs to be in relationship, but Libra does desire the outcome that being in a relationship grants us. So let's break down Libra into element and modality um, and polarity, uh, planetary rulership, and we can understand Libra energy and the archetype of Libra a little bit easier. So I mentioned this earlier, Libra is an air sign. Air signs are intellectual. Air signs are thinking. Air signs are communicative. communicative. Air signs want to connect with other people. And so Libra brings us that energy. In terms of modality, Libra is a cardinal sign. Libra wants to initiate partnership, wants to initiate conversation. This is why it's very uncomfortable for a Libra to be asked, what do you want for dinner? It's much more comfortable for Libra to ask you, what do you want for dinner? It's a nuance there. I don't know if you caught it, but again, like Libra um, is more likely to value your input and your feedback and is less comfortable having someone come to them and ask for that unless perhaps you offer it up first. For example, I'm thinking of doing like a hamburger and french fries for dinner. What do you think, Libra? 
as opposed to just catching them. Hey, what do you want for dinner? That would be very uncomfortable. They want to know your thoughts first. They want to initiate the relationship. They want to initiate the conversation around needs and desires. Libra wants to initiate the define the relationship conversation, not the other way around. There's this beginning um, and uh, starting the conversation with Libra. And so there's a natural extroverted quality to Libra. And again, think of uh, extroversion and introversion as a matter of preference of how you replenish your energy or how you become energized as you interact with other people. And so with being an air sign, it naturally has a young or you could say a masculine polarity. It's seeking outwards. Air wants to move around. Air wants to shift. Air wants to flow. Um, you know, we see this with the natural element and the way that we interpret the sign has a lot to do with how we observe the elemental value. Um, and, and this polarity is this extroverted, this going out, seeking outside of itself. It's not that Libra cannot make a decision on their own. Libra actually probably has a very good idea on what they would prefer to do. But again, Libra does not make decisions based on impulse or instinct or intuition. Libra wants to talk it out. Libra wants to know multiple perspectives. Libra wants the air to flow. And air flow is actually how we speak, right? We need the air to move through our throat chakra, through our vocal cords to make that sound and share a message, share an idea, ask a question. And to really be able to sit with that, right? Um, it's not good enough just to say, I want this for dinner. Let's go do it. It's, well, is there a better option for dinner? Is there an angle that we haven't considered? Is this about budget? Is this about dietary preference? Is this about time? Is this about, um, you know, how close we are? Is it, are we going somewhere like local? Do we want to try something new? Libra has all of these questions that it really would prefer to talk about before making a decision. And so Libra often gets um, tasked or, um, like labeled as being indecisive. And I don't think that's true. I think that Libra is someone that really desires to have all of the information before making the decision. And it's not that you cannot make a decision at all, but if you're going to be confident, it's the idea, you know, if this is the hill I'm dying on, then Libra really wants to be absolutely sure that this is the hill. Otherwise it will be very uncomfortable for them to make a decision and I think it's less about competence or capability. It really is about that comfortability. How comfortable am I engaging in this activity or moving forward with this task as opposed to like, you know, is there something else that I need? This is something that actually when I was in my master's program and we were getting trained to work with clients in a therapeutic capacity of asking the question, what do you need to make this decision? What do you need to feel confident with the decision after you make it? How does it feel to make this decision and then sit with that? And we would do, you know, the, the gestalt method where you would have two chairs and you would say, okay, in this chair, you're making this decision. And in this chair, you're making this decision. And you would actually kind of like play out both sides and argue both sides. This is something that I actually did with my leader recently. I was in a position where I needed to make a decision. And by the way, I am not a Libra. I don't have any Libra placements in my chart, but what I really needed to be able to feel comfortable making this decision was to be able to play like devil's advocate. I needed to argue both sides. I really needed to hear 
multiple perspectives to feel comfortable with the decision I was making. And Libra does want to feel comfortable. You could argue that all of the signs want to feel comfortable. You you could say that, although I would combat that line of thinking with saying that actually there are some signs, um, and depending on their planetary rulership, which actually uh, does really well in the uncomfortable spaces, that does really well in the grind, that does really well in being tested um, and in um, having to navigate things which are more difficult or, um, you know, something like that. Libra is one that wants to be comfortable. Libra is ruled by Venus. Venus rules Libra and Taurus and Venusian type things are, you know, uh, things which are comfortable, things which are beautiful. And so Libra brings this no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing. I think, again, a common misinterpretation of having Libra prominent in the chart, especially when it relates to vocation or those those aspects in the chart that we look at when we're doing career readings is that, oh, you must want things to be beautiful then consider interior design. Now, there are a lot of things in interior design or fashion design that Libra would absolutely love. It's about aesthetics. You know, it's about creating things that are beautiful, but that's specifically when Libra energy is positioned outward in the external environment. And truthfully, Libra will bring that to the workplace no matter what their job title is, no matter what industry they work in. For those of us that have worked in corporate and we've worked in, you know, the quote unquote cube farms where it's just rows and rows and rows of cubicles, you'll always be able to identify someone with a really prominent Venus placement or Venus influence in their chart. Because it's not just the dull gray walls with maybe one thing from home or something like that. They're really going to take the space and create beauty in some way, or they're going to have a really like gorgeous screensaver or background. They're going to bring beauty into the workplace. And this will show up in the work that they do as well. Like think about um, the people who just have a knack for creating like really gorgeous PowerPoint presentations. Again, this is not me. I do have, I mean, we all have Libra in our chart somewhere. I do not have any personal planets in Libra. Um, and so I don't benefit. I actually don't have anything in Taurus either. So I don't benefit from having um, the gifts of Venus in my chart and being able to just like make something beautiful. But I have like a really like quick list of coworkers that I can think of off the top of my head where I loved going and visiting their workspace or, you know, whenever it was like the holiday, they were always able to um, bring something in that just made it feel like pleasing to look at, comfortable to be in. And they'll bring this, um, again, to their environment. They'll bring this in their own appearance, but they might bring this from an inward perspective as well. This idea of creating beauty on the inside, which can show up in counseling. It can show up in life coaching. It can show up, um, in anyone who seeks out bringing out the best in other people in not a coaching way, you know, like not like the you will get better go hard, two more sets type of a coach, but in like a, Hey, I really love this about you. I'd really love to highlight this about you. I'd really love to see more of this 
about you. And let me, let me recognize and let me celebrate this about you. I forget exactly where I learned this. And I, I did try to find this in one of my books. I tried to think about like podcast episodes I've listened to. This is what's hard when I don't have like a really clear cataloging system. I also don't have Virgo in my chart. Um, but I remember hearing this somewhere about how Venus is connected to contracts. And if you think about the difference between Venusian love versus Martian love or Martian desire, then in Mars, when we are engaging in relationship, it's that animalistic, instinctual, like I'm driven, it's passionate, it's hot, it's sexual, it's, it's these very like Martian type things. Whereas with Venus, it's more contractual. We think about the rules of the relationship. This is the define the relationship, right? Um, Venus has a natural relationship with those who engage in sex work. And if you think about sex work as an occupation and as a profession, it's very rule driven, isn't it? It's very like, this is the fair exchange of value for these services that I am offering in this relationship. Marriage is similar. It's, you know, yeah, we're in a relationship, but we are inviting regulation and the government and, you know, the idea of like being taxed in a different way. Um, and publicly like labeling ourselves in a different way. I mean, it changes everything when you get married, you change, you don't always have to, but like, you know, changing the last name and then you get all brand new debit cards and a new passport and, um, you know, all of these things, there's all of a sudden all these record keeping things that you have to do. And that's very Venus actually. Um, and if you think about, you know, Venus ruling over Libra, then yes, it's about beauty. Yes. It's about aesthetics. Yes. It's about inviting harmony and balance into the visual perspective, but it's also about that relationship as well. And so Libra can sometimes connect us to environments which are driven by rules. And this is why we see that the planet Saturn is exalted in the sign of Libra. If Saturn wants rules, if Saturn wants structure, um, and you think of Saturnian things like government, then Libra really enjoys that because one excellent way to ensure harmony in relationships is to have clear rules. This is how we engage with one another. This is how we collectively share money, right? Again, like more of a Venus thing, like things which we value and money is more of a, a Taurus thing, but it's still, it's that Venus idea of how do we do this fairly? How do we do this equitably? How do we do this in a way which um, decreases the possibility for conflict? It's by having rules and by holding people accountable. So Libra actually really loves to be in environments where people are held, excuse me, where people are held accountable for their performance, for their behavior, for their ability to remain compliant, and things of that nature. Um, Libra really loves a good employee handbook that's also done in a, in a nice professional looking font and is spaced well and has even margins. Libra does love symmetry. And so let's talk about how to identify Libra in the workplace. 
We alluded to this earlier. You can find Libra energy in individuals who seek out opportunities to make environments or people beautiful. Um, again, this is that like the harmony and symmetry. They like to be in rule-based environments. You can hear Libra at work when they say, oh, you know, I think this would be, um, I think that, I think that more people would enjoy this if. I think that this would be more fair if. I think this might be more clear if. And it's not the same as Virgo. And I spoke about this in the Virgo at work episode. I think there's a natural relationship. Like there's a natural walk from Virgo into Libra and therefore into Scorpio. Like I love, you know, we, we always have Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, like it always goes in order. We never just like randomly scatter the zodiac signs in the chart like we would with, you know, like throwing up the dice and just seeing where they fall. And I think there's a natural development that we experience through the zodiac signs. And this is actually, you know, you can overlay human development over the zodiac wheel. And so I think that the walk from Virgo to Libra, to reiterate what I said in the Virgo episode, is that Virgo wants to establish clear policies and procedures. And Libra appreciates that because Libra wants things to be fair. And so Libra is really going to like being in environments that Virgo has touched. You know, if Virgo has thrown away everything that you don't need anymore, now Libra has a beautiful blank canvas to create art on. That could be your closet. It could be your appearance. It could be, again, a PowerPoint presentation. It could be something like that. So you're going to hear, um, you know, oh, now that we've improved this, how do we add the finishing touch? How do we just make it a little bit more appealing to look at? And you could also say that. If Virgo is the data, Virgo is the raw data, then Libra is the storytelling of that data. That's that PowerPoint presentation, right? Like here's the raw facts. Here's, you know, an employee engagement survey, for example. Virgo is like, here is exactly what the numbers are. And then Libra sits with it and Libra thinks about it. And Libra wants to get more context and Libra wants to know like, well, what does this mean? What's your perspective on it? And what other questions did we ask? What's the trend line? Like what else has been going on? And they want to have a conversation. They want to think about it and they want to be able to tell a meaningful story based on what they're looking at. And I don't think that I can reiterate this enough. Libra demands justice. Libra has a clear sense of morality. And this is going to be individual and unique to the Libra individual or to the Libra-like environment. So don't make the mistake of enforcing or projecting your own sense of right and wrong onto a Libra. Libra has their own sense of right and wrong. And that's actually the standard that they're holding other people to around them. And so Libra really demands justice. They want things to be fair. They want things to be equitable. And Libra, while they may desire to hear your opinion first, they will not stand to listen to someone who is very outspoken against their own sense of right and wrong. Because again, it's not that Libra asks for your opinion because they don't have their own mind made up. They want to, they, you know, they value hearing what you have to say. They want to see if you can change their mind. They want to be able to hear both sides or all sides of an argument. 
But if you fail to convince them, they will not be swayed, right? They can actually be very stubborn if they need to be. And so for some people, where this might manifest in their chart or how this might show up is actually being in positions of advocacy. Now, this is also a quality that I think is shared with cancer. Um, and again, there's like a nuance here, whereas cancer might be the person running the nonprofit, but then Libra might be like the spokesperson. Um, Libra might be the marketing campaign. Libra might be more of like the face of something. I think a good example of this, I had to like look back a million years ago to cancer season on my Instagram. I always do. Well, I shouldn't say always. I skipped Leo season, but I'm trying to be more consistent. Again, I don't have Virgo in my chart. Um, Back in cancer season, I did a post on the cancer midheaven and I choose a celebrity and I did that for um, Virgo and I'm doing this for Libra as well. But for the cancer midheaven, I actually chose Leonardo DiCaprio's chart and he has a cancer midheaven um, exactly square his Libra ascendant. And I think something that I shared that was really interesting about his chart and again, this relationship between like cancer and Libra is the idea that cancer really wants to impact change. You see a lot of politicians having like a midheaven in cancer. It's this initiating, but it's water. Um, and it's about, you know, securing resources and taking care of things. Um, but with the relationship to Libra, it's about again, being the face or being the spokesperson. And Leonardo DiCaprio does a lot of, um, you know, do, he does a lot of that with, climate change. I can think of the words for a minute. It's that whole Mercury station direct, but everything's still kind of wonky in the sky. A lot of other planets are still retrograde for me right now. So this is that dynamic between cancer and Libra and even like a little bit of the partnership there, the idea of like working in a nonprofit and being the person to help actually secure resources as opposed to being the person who helps go out and fundraise. So again, we see um, both cancer and Libra come up with a lot of like politicians, right? The idea that, you know, this is my platform. This is how I get people to believe in me. These are the things that I say. This is how I connect. And then partnering that with another cardinal energy of actually being able to um, execute and get stuff done. For a Libra midheaven though, I actually uh, chose to look at the chart of Ruby D. And I did that for a few reasons. Number one, I didn't want to do a basic celebrity. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I did do like Leonardo DiCaprio for whatever reason. I just thought he had an interesting chart. Um, but I, I've been trying to steer away from doing like, just like celebs, like, you know, singers and a Kardashian or, you know, cause Kylie Jenner has, um, allegedly her midheaven in Libra. We don't have a really strong confidence in the birth time that we find for her, but I wanted to do Ruby D because we did feel more confident in the birth time but also because I didn't know a lot about her. And as I was doing research, I just really loved to see how the Libra Midheaven manifests itself in her chart. And if you want to see her chart and read more about what I said, you can go find this on my Instagram. Um, but just a few things that, and, and again, another reason why I picked her chart is because she has her Midheaven in Libra and it's actually um, within 10 degrees of Saturn, which is again, exalted in Libra and her Mercury is there at 15 degrees. So she has Mercury 15 degrees, Saturn 13 degrees, and then her midheaven is at four degrees Libra. 
the midheaven is in the 11th house. Whenever we see the midheaven outside of the 10th, this is someone who can really be seen and celebrated for their efforts that exist outside of their day job. So she did have a very successful career. Um, and a lot of that was connected to like the people that she partnered with and the different film productions that she was able to, you know, collaborate on. And she was like, like very recognized for her work speaking out in civil rights movements. And again, we see this like this desire and this demand for justice. We see that Saturnian energy and someone who has a longevity in their career because Saturn again is built to last. Um, and with Mercury there, it is a lot about being able to express beliefs and ideologies and being able to connect with communities for these social movements. And so if you want to learn more about that, then I encourage you to go check out Ruby, um, you know, her midheaven because it's in Libra is ruled by Venus. And that was sitting just on top of her ascendant sign, really letting her use her face and her self and the, you know, the person that is projected out into the world and, and that is most visible to others, really supporting her career. But again, her career was more than just her day job. Her career was the legacy that she was able to um, build in being a voice of change and really driving this sense of um, equanimity and harmony between people, right? Like this, this was really huge for her. And so her chart was really cool to look at. And I recognized her name. I recognized her face, but it was really meaningful for me to learn more about her and the work that she did. So I encourage you to do that as well. And so those are a few of my insights on Libra at work and Libra in the workplace and how to identify and also how to honor uh, the Libra energy around you or how to invite it. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was interesting. Check out my Instagram. I have been doing a different series on Libra energy on my TikTok as well. So if you love watching me make a fool of myself on that fun app, and go check me out there. My handle is that which from work across all platforms. And if you have Libra in your chart and you are curious how this shows up for you um, individually, then you can book a reading with me. I'm still running my Midheaven special that was like really popular. I was actually really pleased with how many people came out and wanted to book readings with me during the Mercury retrograde cycle. Um, so you can still book that reading with me. I've decided to keep it as an offering a little bit longer because it was so popular. You can also book a longer reading with me. Um, I have my pre-recorded and I have my live sessions. And you all know that I love, love, love incorporating the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment with my astrology clients as a way to do a more unique and custom and witchy professional development plan. Um, so you can still book those with me. And so actually, this is how we're going to end the episode. Let's talk about one of the Clifton Strengths from the Strengths Finder assessment that I think Libra really honors in people. And candidly, the the strength that I picked uh, is very much inspired by the way that I experienced my Libra mom and my Libra dad growing up. Um, I have read a few charts where uh, there is a prominent Libra placement and then this strength does show up in their top five or top 10. And this is very much um, 
me thinking about my mom and my dad. So they probably don't listen to my podcast. But if for whatever reason you're listening to this episode, this one's for you, mom and dad. So because we're looking at an air sign, we are thinking about the leadership domain from the Clifton Strengths Finder of any strength that falls into strategic thinking. And the strength that I think again, is either gifted by Libra or is expressed in Libra is context. And so context is, you know, this comes up for people that they, they think about history. They think about the past. This is again, and I, and I kind of spoke about this a little bit at the beginning of the episode of before making a decision, before moving forward and taking action, they really want to understand all there is to know about the situation, right? And a lot of that is context. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to the analogy of like, hey, what do you want for dinner? Um, and it's kind of like, well, are you asking me right now because we're going to go eat right now? Because maybe I'm not hungry right now. There was this one time when you asked me a week ago what I wanted for dinner and we ended up not eating for another two hours. And if we're eating two hours from now, then I'm probably going to be hungrier than I am right now. And so is this like last week or is is this something different? Like, why are you asking me this question? And that could drive some people insane. Some of you probably got anxiety in your body, even as I started like going through that little spiral. But this is very much that Libra energy, isn't it? It's, it's, well, let's talk about this. Let's go into this a little bit more. I need to understand like, and, and again, um, in the example I used with the employee engagement survey, if Virgo is the data, then Libra is the context. This is how we tell the story. And that's what air signs want to do. They want to communicate. They want to tell stories. They want to share ideas. They want to do it in meaningful ways because that's how they connect with other people, right? And so you look at history because you want to understand the context. You want to understand, well, what transpired before this came on my plate? This is where Libra is going to love a good trend line. Aquarius is futuristic, right? Aquarius is like, it doesn't really matter what happened in the past. Like, let's just like, the only reason I need to know what happened is so I know I don't need to do that again. Like, let's do something different. Let's look at what we're doing right now and where we can go with this. And Libra is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I really want to understand what I'm dealing with here. And as a manager, you might hear this in people managers as, um, you know, well, they'll tell me like, if you, if you made a mistake and you go to a manager, then Libra energy is okay. Well, tell me what was going on before the mistake happened. Like, like, what were you doing? What was happening? Um, what did you have or what didn't you have? What guardrails did you have in place? Like, tell me, tell me what's going on again. And it's because they want to make good decisions. It's because Libra wants to make fair decisions. Libra wants to make just decisions. Libra wants to make a decision that's going to be most beneficial to everyone around them. And so they really want to be able to avoid making bad decisions. And so if they can learn about a time when a bad decision was made, then they can skip over, you know, they can do something different this time. And so when I think about Libra and I think about the Clifton Strengths Finder and I think about, you know, what strength do I see um, really, again, being either gifted by Libra in the natal chart or being expressed well through Libra placements in the natal chart, I'm thinking of context, right? I'm thinking of someone who 
wants to look backwards and forwards and sideways and be able to really um, digest the entire story of a situation before being able to make a decision confidently. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love a Libra, be sure to share this episode with them. And if you have Libra in your own chart, I hope that this was interesting. I hope that you felt seen and validated and recognized. And if you listen to this episode and you are dying to know what your strengths are and how those can be best expressed in your own custom professional development plan, then don't worry. I am going to be releasing my strengths in the natal chart reading to the general public at the end of October. Previously, you can see this on my website, but you can only book the link if you're part of my corporate coven mailing list. And I'm going to start offering this as a general reading, but they will be very exclusive because it takes a ton of time for me to really give you the energy to have it be like a really unique and custom and meaningful, useful, productive development plan. But I will be offering that um, after the eclipse at the end of October. So check that out. Keep an eye on my website. And again, you're welcome to connect with me on all of my social media platforms. If you love this episode, please give me a great rating and bookmark it, subscribe, make sure you know when my next episode is coming out.